There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hey everybody, it is Josh and Jillian, Dr. Busby and ToeGrips.com, the great Dr. Busby, of course. She'll get you taken care of for your Encore Mobility needs or your do-it-yourself nail trimming kit needs or your actual toe grip needs. But let's say you don't need to make a purchase, right? Say you, you want to go to the website, ToeGrips.com, but you don't need to make a purchase. You just have a question, like uh, your dog is doing something that uh, is out of the ordinary, right? Maybe there's an issue, and you say, well, my dog is licking his paws nonstop. Well, I guarantee you, if you looked up, you know, dog is licking paws on the internet, eventually it will link you back to Dr. Busby. So first thing you should do, if you have questions about your dog or your animals in general, but your dogs, we always look at Luther, I would just go to the website, toegrips.com. That should be your first destination when you have questions about something that's going on with your dog because more than likely, Dr. Busby's going to have the answer at toegrips.com. Of course, the great blog is there, uh, and you're not going to have to deal with a bunch of nonsense on the site either, like random pop-ups or ads that run. It's just a place for you to go to get information about your animals, so... Go do it, would you? It is toegrips.com, toegrips.com. The promo code is Luther. Assuming you do want to make a purchase, the promo code is Luther, and you will save 10%, like on the Encore Mobility Supplement, which Luther does take every day. If I were you, I would go to toegrips.com. That is toegrips.com, and use the promo code Luther. That's L-U-T-H-E-R, and save 10%. Toegrips.com, toegrips.com with the great Dr. Busby. This is the Josh Innes Show. Howdy hi, everybody. It's Josh and Jilly and Luther, and we are glad you guys are with us today on the pod. Jilly, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm solid as a rock. That's why we're solid. Solid as a rock. Song used nice. To, that song used to play all the time in the Boscovs in Philadelphia. Yeah, that was a Boscov special. I heard it in a store here not that long ago, too, and now I can't remember where it was, but immediately thought of Boscovs. So we're glad you guys are here today, though, on this Monday after a uh, long, I, well, it was a normal length weekend, but it was a uh, long weekend of trying out new things, like this Delta 8 that I tried on, well, it was, I guess, Saturday and Sunday. Yes. So, well, uh, you didn't want to drink booze because your gout flora, flora up? It flared flora up. up. It flared up. <laughs> your gout flared up. So we're like, well, what can you do? Because you still wanted to have like some sort of a, you know, something to do on a Saturday night. And there was wrestling Sunday night. So you needed something, right? Yep. And so we said, well, why not give the, uh, the old Delta 8 a try? And we gave the old Delta A to try. Because, and again, everyone's like, why didn't you just buy the real thing? Because Tennessee is like the Stone Age with marijuana laws. It's never Correct. going to be legal here. You can't get it. I don't even think it's available medicinally here. It is not. So Delta 8 is the best you can do here in the great state of Tennessee. I have become kind of an expert on marijuana in Tennessee because it's one of my 
big talking points on the radio show that gets people all jacked up uh. is talking about uh, you know just pot and why it's not legal. I'll tell you, classic rock radio listeners are stoners. They love pot, and they've smoked it since they were kids. They love it. A lot of them need it for medical reasons. They'd rather take it than than chomping down on hydrocodone or oxys or anything like that, which, by the way, I agree with them on that sentiment as well. There's no reason for us to be in a position where if you feel better uh, you know, smoking this plant or eating edibles as opposed to chomping down on, on prescription opioids that are going to fucking lead you to being addicted, then why not? Why not, man? Like, I, like I've shared this story with you guys before, but the first time I took hydrocodone, it was like I was flying. I was like, holy shit, this is the most euphoric thing I've ever felt. Yes. And I can see where people would get hooked on that. And then, as I, as I noted, the time I did it, uh, the first time I took hydrocodone, I took three hydrocodone at once. I had no idea what it was. I wasn't trying to get high. I was just like, hey, I'll take three of these. So I took three of them, and I truly felt like I was flying. Like that's, I like That's a shit to the... <laughs> it is. And, like, I look back on it, I'm like, holy shit, how are you not dead? And now you're afraid to take, like, anything. Yeah, I don't really take prescription drugs. Funny how uh, that works. Well, these prescription painkillers I don't take. Now I'll take other stuff. And But what you're notorious for, though, is that you keep making doctor's appointments. You'll go to all these different doctors. You'll go to an ENT, you'll go to a gastroenterologist, you'll go to all these places, yep. and they give you prescriptions. They do. And then you never take them. Uh, although I have done somewhat better lately, I think that's fair. I've been taking my my two antacids every day that they've given me. I've been uh, I had been doing the nasal uh, spray for my allergies. Like the other day, I was trying to clean out the bathroom a little bit, and there was like a hundred prescription pills. I'm like, what are these? Like, why do we have these? And then I have like you know the prescription manager on the Walgreens app or whatever, and they're like. Josh has 12 prescriptions. I'm like, what are these? It got to the point, and, and this wasn't deliberate or anything like that. I'm not trying to defraud anybody. But I went to one doctor. I mean, as you saw, like I had to go to two different doctors for the Betis, and they both gave me two different answers. Then I had to do the um, – I had to go see another one, and he prescribed some heartburn stuff. But the new guy I went to said, no, take this heartburn stuff. So, like, sir, why do you have six different heartburn medications that you're getting? I'm like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm not doing this on purpose. But I would much rather if I were, you know, when you see what these opioids do to people and you see what – you know, these, these, they're awful. Like they're a hell of a time and they, they feel good when you're using them, but what's going to happen is, and I'm not sitting here trying to be, you know, Nancy Reagan here, but what's going to happen is you're going to start taking those opioids. You're going to start taking all those pain pills. You're going to get hooked on them. You won't be able to get high from them anymore. So you move on to heroin. And you, nobody wants to get hooked on heroin. If you not watch Drugs, Inc., you see the shit that those people do for fucking heroin. That's some shit there. Go watch Drugs, Inc. When the guy's on there and he's like, like they show the videos of people meeting up and jerking each other off for heroin. You don't want to get to that point in life where you're jerking somebody off for any substance. Well, that's why, like, again, not that Luther's going to get addicted to heroin, but like with his arthritis, they gave us a medication that he could take every day, but it's so hard on like his liver and kidneys and stuff. So that's why we try to preferably treat it with Dr. Busby's supplement, which is natural. Yeah. And then CBD at night. Correct. So that's what we've been doing. And knock on the table, we haven't had any issues yet. So, I mean, even with dogs, like you just feel like you'd much rather take the natural route. Yes. Now, the CBD that Luther has, of course, doesn't have the THC in it that Delta 8 does. So you guys couldn't share for what you were going for this weekend. So I will share with you now, though, the story of the Delta 8. So we bought it at this little, um, this little shop here in East Nashville. 
And uh, I decided that uh, we were going to get the flavor of uh, strawberry shortcake. Well, because they had mango, and I know you and mango don't get along. I ain't, I ain't eating anything with no goddamn mango anymore. I'm an anti-mango person. So we get these gummies, and uh, we bring them home, and it says, if you're new to this experience, which I obviously am, you uh, should consume half at a time. So, like, eat half a gummy. If you feel like you could take some more, take some more. So I ate half of a gummy, and I'm like, okay, this is fine. No big whoop. Okay, cool, whatever. About 45 minutes go by, and I go, oh, I'm just going to do another one. So I eat the other half. Now, as I'm starting to eat halves of these gummies, I'm starting to feel, you know, kind of laid back, kind of chill. Yep. But I'm not feeling any sort of euphoria. Psychedelic I'm not feel- experiences. Yeah. I'm not feeling say. high. I'm not feeling like, oh, wow, like I'm like an out-of-body type of thing or anything out of the ordinary. Correct? All right, cool. So... I take another one. So that would be uh, three halves. So one and a half gummies, and I still feel nothing. Then the famous last words happen because I'm doing this live or I'm doing this throughout the the night on Instagram, doing Instagram stories so people can kind of see the evolution of how I act whenever I take these. And you weren't drinking anything like this. You didn't do beer or anything. It was straight gummies. Correct. So I do the fourth half. So I complete the second gummy. And almost instantly, I start to feel some stuff. Yeah, that was instant, too. It was like, whoa. And this is kind of how it, it evolved. I got some audio from my, my gram. Just had the second half of the second gummy, so that's two full gummies. We'll see. Hello, all. <laughs> that's just me laughing. All right. My chest kind of hurts. I don't think it's I don't think it's CBD gummy or related because my chest has been hurting for the last couple days. I think it's a back problem that's wrapping around. I don't know because I don't think do CBD gummies make your chest hurt. Delta eight gummies. Yeah, I don't know. Like I have a, like a back. Like this is not good. This is so bad. Ow! At that point, I'm just laughing my ass off, and I don't know why. I was concerned you might be having a heart attack. And I, I was too, but I think it's like it's a it's this uh, like pinch nerve or something I have in my back that kind of like mimics this pain throughout my body. But I couldn't stop laughing, and I couldn't figure it out. Like it really feels like something's about to explode in my chest. Every time I laugh, it like it tightens. Am I having a heart attack? Am I? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm back again. I didn't think any, I thought there was a frog on the floor. Okay, in my defense, <laughs> it looked like there was a frog on the floor. It, didn't. it was a big clump of grass that I thought, and man, let me tell you, my ass, I was kind of like in the dark, so I couldn't totally see. And I'm kind of squinting and leaning down. I got on my hands and knees to look at what I thought was a fucking yeah, frog. It was not a frog. It was not a frog. It, it was a clump of grass. Resemble a frog. I thought it resembled a frog, but it did not. It was not a frog. I repeat, it was not a frog. We continue. Jelly. <laughs> it wasn't a frog. It was grass. My gout pain is almost gone. All right, update. 
I may have been a little buzzed a little while ago, but I may be less buzzed right now. And my my chest issue does not seem to be gummy related, uh, but uh, my chest does bother me. I think it's my back and my chest, something that I usually go to the Cairo for. So I might have another half gummy. Who knows? So I just had the, the second, the, technically the fifth half. So I've had two and a half gummies. And we'll see if that next half does what it did to me a little while ago. Where I was like laughing my ass off and everything. And I truly couldn't stop laughing. Like I didn't want to laugh. I just kept laughing. So something happened. And I kind of felt a bit kind of like I was floating a little bit. Like my legs were kind of jelly legged a little bit. I kind of dug it. But it didn't last long. It was a couple minutes. And it, it somehow it was made funnier because my chest hurt. And Jilly couldn't stop laughing. But there was a stretch there where I felt kind of like a little light, you know, like, hey, I have to feel that way again here soon because it was neat. And I wish my chest didn't hurt for it. But anyway, I'll give you an update here in a second. <laughs> pocket nose commercial. Holy shit, the pocket nozzle. Update. It's going on 11 o'clock. There. Yeah, you really were into the pocket hose, which we just watched decades TV all weekend. Yep. I mean, we turned on some of the, the hockey for a little bit. And, we just you know, watched whatever. WKRP all but weekend. WKRP was on all weekend, nonstop, on decades. Yeah. And they just kept showing the uh, the Al Borland, right? Yep. Uh, a guy who I have ridden in a limousine <laughs> with before, thank you very much. Oh, Al Borland was doing a commercial for something called the pocket hose. The pocket hose. And you were just like... Tickled beyond belief. Act like you weren't laughing at it. You were I, laughing your I ass was. off at the pocket hose, too. But I was more so laughing at you, laughing your ass off at the pocket hose. It was funny. The pocket hose was hysterical. Like, and there was something about the nozzle and everything See, on it. It was great. We should have pulled up the YouTube video, but it's got to be on there. The, the pocket hose. Like, have you guys seen the pocket hose commercial? And then there was another one, too, for, like, the silver pocket or something. I forget what it was called, but there was a, there was a follow-up that <laughs> was on there, too. Silver bullet. That was it. The silver bullet. Okay, so is this the, the pocket hose? Let's see. This is nine years old, huh? Well, that's probably not the same one. No, maybe, maybe not. Let's see. I mean, I'm sure they say the same stuff in it. If I had to guess, let's see. Get in there, <laughs> boy. Am I glad this is the last time I have to wrestle with this python? You see, <laughs> I switched to the pocket hose. You know, the hose that expands. This hose is great. You just turn on the water, and the pocket hose grows and grows and grows into a full-length hose. I love watching that. Say goodbye to those old-fashioned giant hoses that become a twisted, tangled mess. Pick a pocket hose. It's small enough to fit in the palm of your hand until you turn on the tap. That's when this miniature marvel suddenly transforms into a giant hose right before your eyes. The secret is pocket hose's heavy-duty fire hose construction. A durable rubber hose on the inside that expands Bands with water pressure and a tough uh. outer lining to protect it. It's so rugged, it comes with a 10-year money-back guarantee. 10 years. No more trying to reel in those monster hoses. Pick a pocket hose. It does all the work for you. <laughs> Just turn it off, and the pocket hose magically retracts back to where it started from. Look at that. That's right. Come on to Papa. And don't you hate it when hoses kink? Pick a pocket hose. You couldn't kink this if you tried. 
It's unkinkable. Why play tug-of-war with a heavy hose? Pick a pocket hose. It's so much easier to handle because it's so lightweight. Come see the world's strongest man lift a 50-foot hose with one <laughs> finger. The pocket hose has a powerful spray so it can handle any watering job around your yard or out in the driveway. And it's perfect for RVs and boats. Our giant hose is taking over your garage. Pick a pocket hose. Two pocket hoses take up less space than a paint can. So why keep hassling with a heavy hose, uh, a tangled hose, a filthy hose? All right, so you can see or, where that would be really hysterical. That was, in essence, basically the same commercial. Let me see. And then there's the silver oh, bullet. Come see the world's strongest man lift a 50-foot hose with one <laughs> finger. I will never forget my very first pocket hose. That little guy became the biggest expandable hose in the world. But now, 10 years later, technology has helped us build an even better pocket hose. The silver bullet. I'm telling you, we just get better with age. Thanks to our new outer shell, it's virtually indestructible. Yet, it's still one of the lightest hoses you can buy. Soft and flexible, too, so it won't damage your plants or your paint. The machined aluminum fittings are almost impossible to crush. The silver bullet will not tangle or kink, ever. Even tied in a knot, it's a hassle-free hose. Just turn on the water and watch it grow up to three times its length. That's a full-size hose. It's got the same volume and flow as your old bulky hose, but up to five times lighter than that old beast. And my favorite part, turn the water off and watch it go back to a pocket-sized hose. It coils itself up, hands-free, all done. It's ready to go or stow. And with lead-free fittings, it's drinking water safe for your family and pets. A full-size, powerful hose. It's lightweight and easy to use. Power sweep leaves, sticks, stones, and decks. That's a silver bullet. Don't be fooled by cheap imitators. Trust the brand with 126 worldwide patents uh, and 50 million hoses. Have, I don't know if we have the, the knockoff brand, but I think we have the pocket hose. I think we do. And I think we might have bought the silver bullet. There. I think we might have. But I think we have it. Yeah, because we bought two hoses. That one time we were trying to do the slip and slide. The oh, yard. God. And it was so... But, like, imagine you're watching that, and the guy's talking about hoses and kinks and how they fully expand. Imagine watching that while you might be sort of kind of high for five minutes off of these uh, gummies, off of these uh, whatever the hell kind of gummies. Delta 8 gummies. These Delta 8 gummies. See, I have the CBD gummies that I take like if I have like, anxiety or I can't sleep. They kind of relax you. Yep. But again, those don't have the THC, so that wasn't going to be what you needed. So we had to get you your own Delta 8 gummies. And I did, and and I experienced like a like this semi-euphoria for about five or six minutes. Like, I couldn't stop laughing. I'm shocked, like, with your luck that today they didn't just say, hey, guys, we're doing drug tests. Because the Delta 8, it does say that it will show up in your... Wouldn't that have been something? Like, that would be the moment. They're like, like sorry, Josh, me? I went it's my over. whole life without ever doing any sort of marijuana. Yep. And then, and I'm the get, then I get day. busted. The one damn day, the one damn day is the day that I get busted. Oh, but now you're all like, hey, let's go, you know, find the real deal. Let's I kind of want to. Uh, now I want to try it. Well, where did your, your listeners always say? Where do they go? Somewhere in Illinois? They go to like Metropolis, Illinois. Well. So, I mean, if you want to make a road trip to Metropolis, Illinois, or if any of our listeners just want to send us some gummies, is that legal? Probably not. Well, I mean, it's probably not legal to go buy them and bring them back into the state either. Probably not. So, if anybody's listening that just wants to send us some CB, not CBD, we're not children anymore. No, cannabis gummies. Some cannabis gummies. If you're feeling it, have at it. We're here for it. 
But yeah, that was the weekend. And you know, the, the, the gummies made my gout hurt less in that moment too. They probably made everything hurt less. It was a nice time. It was a nice experience. But then I tried, the, here's the problem though. Then I woke up on Sunday morning and I was groggy as shit. Like I was kind of out of it. And like kind of tired. Now with beer, like beer and shots and everything, you wake up and you're like, all right, good to go. Yep. But the gummies, they got you. Dude, today I woke up at 420 to go to the radio station. And normally after we have a Sunday of just getting stupid with the, the booze, I'm able to roll out of bed at 420 and go, let's go. Today I woke up and I'm like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> like I was like, whoa, really tired and just, ugh. But... So gummies are not for school nights. I don't think gummies are for school nights. Now, maybe the kind of gummies you have where it'll help you sleep or something. Like, I felt like I just drank half a bottle of NyQuil. You know that feeling you get mm. when you, uh, you know, you you go to sleep after drinking NyQuil, then you wake up the next day and it's like you're just not all there. That's kind of how I felt with that. But uh, I enjoyed it. It was a nice time. And now I'm ready to to up my game a little bit and see where it takes us next. Is, I want to uh, go to the next level. Is, is pot legal in Michigan? Uh, it is actually, I think that, uh, I think that it is, well, I'm going to Michigan this weekend. Maybe I should just go sit in my hotel room and, uh, just chew on some gummies. What if you try to bring them back? Do they stop you at TSA for that? Like, uh, maybe somebody, whenever you guys listen to this, send me a message to let me know if I'd somehow get popped. Although I actually have a friend of ours, actually a friend of ours has brought gummies on a, um, through TSA before and it wasn't an issue. Okay, well, if you want to try it, I, I will consider it. I'm not telling you to. I'll, you know what? Maybe I will. Maybe I'll go find a place. Maybe let's look up a place in the Detroit, Michigan area where uh, I can go purchase some uh, some uh, just some uh, little chewy uh, treats. I'm sure there's plenty. And just see what happens. Yolo, right? I'm going to be sitting in my hotel room for most of Thursday night. I got to still get up on Friday to do the show. Uh, so we'll see, but maybe I will, maybe that'll be it. Maybe I'll go chomp on some of these, uh, these chewy treats, um, before I go do the appearance uh, for the radio station. Maybe that's the answer. I don't know, but I'll say this, that it was a, um, it was, it was quite the experience and I would like to experience it again, but for a lengthier period of time, there was a euphoria about it that I really enjoyed, but, uh, Anywho, um, but yeah, so other stuff going on today. What is going on in the world today on this Monday? What are people raging over? What are they mad about? What are they uh, they, they uh, talking about in the world? Um, I well, saw, there's a new Deshaun Watson lawsuit. We're up to 24 we're now. Up to 20, there is no doubt that this guy did something that somebody did not want him to do at some point, right? Well, and I feel like his lawyers are not helping him any. Like, we didn't talk yet because we haven't done a podcast since then, but on Friday... Uh, Tony Busby, right? Yeah. Was it but no, it's Rusty Hart and the other way around. Yes, his lawyer. His lawyer was on with uh Seth in the morning, right on six ten. Correct. And somehow dropped the line about how all happy endings aren't necessarily illegal and all this stuff. Yes, which while true, you get I would what he imagine was trying to say, but I mean if you're trying to really defend your client who's got at that time twenty three lawsuits brought against him. Yeah, like not exactly the best look for you, Chief. And then he had to go and backtrack and issue a statement after he did that interview with them. And then yeah. today I was reading a story about how he was expl- – another one of his lawyers, Deshaun's lawyers, was explaining how he gave a salon owner $5,000 because he's a nice guy. 
<laughs> and he supports black businesses. See, that, here's why I know that that's completely disingenuous, right? Because you're playing the perfect angle to make yourself look good and appeal to your base of people, right? If you go out and say, first of all, there are a lot, I would say that 90 something percent of black men that I see on social media don't think Deshaun Watson did anything wrong or think there's anything wrong with the situation, right? They're like, whatever these chicks were probably asking for it. Again, that's just social media. Social media can be bullshit. Social media can be a total farce. We know this. We understand this. It's not real life. But when I see black dudes on social media, black dudes on social media are like, what the fuck? Who fucking cares that the guy probably they're lying about the dude anyway, right? So it's a smart move to play that angle if you're Rusty Harden saying, look, my man was just giving money to some black owned businesses to help them grow. How can you hate a man that did that? Did you know that Deshaun Watson had like a single mother? Did you know that he lived in a house that was built by Warwick Dunn? Did you know that he cares about women so much? Did you know that? He cares so much about them. He, he asks them before he masturbates on them. He cares about what women say. Like, I really don't like him. Like, I don't know what he did or didn't do, and I'm not a fucking prude. If some dude's getting jerked off at the fucking uh, massage place, then you're getting jerked off at the massage place. But when 24 or 25 people are involved in it, yeah, maybe some of them might be full of shit and some of them might be involved in a money grab. I'm sure that's very possible. There's also a scenario that could be involved in here where this dude is a fucking an ass clown who has no concept of what's right and what's wrong as it relates to him because he is a narcissist. Like, I don't know that there's any other way to look at the guy but say that he's a narcissist. Right. Like, you saw the reactions that he gave in his press conference a couple weeks ago. Those were the reactions of a narcissist. Like, that's the kind of reaction you would get from, like, Ted Bundy defending himself in court. Like, like he is a narcissist, and he has got issues in that regard. I have zero respect for him. I don't like the guy, and I'm rooting against him. And I don't know if, I don't know what he did or didn't do. But for whatever reason, I just, I'm turned off by him. He doesn't, like, I just, like. And it was such a turn because, like, he always had that persona of, like, this is a great guy. Like, he's got a great story. Like, he's so easy to root for. And then one minute he says, I'm not playing for your stupid team anymore. The next minute there's 24 women saying that they sexually uh, were assaulted by him. Correct. So, yeah, I. uh, And his lawyers are just really stupid, it seems. It it does. I feel like they handle this thing very poorly. Like, I remember one of the stories is like, okay, well, he does admit that he had consensual sex with a few of the ladies, right? Yes. And then it went into like, well, you know, happy endings, guys. Don't act like you haven't been there. (laughs) Guys, am I right or am I right or am I right? But, and I don't know this because I'm not a guy, right? But if I was a dude and I went and I got a massage, I would be embarrassed. If I ejaculated, like, oh my God, like, I would be too. And then I don't know um, that I would go back and do it again. And if it happened again, I'd be like, okay, maybe this isn't for me. Like, correct. This is embarrassing. Um, yeah. You don't massage- keep doing it. Yeah. No, he, the dude's clearly a creep. Now, is he a predator? Is he a, a criminal? I don't know, but he's certainly a creep. I think that's fair. Like, that's one of my main fears when getting a massage from anybody is, you know, you get a boner. Like, or you fart. There are two things you don't want to do while getting a massage, a fart or a boner. And both require you to not be relaxed because you're so nervous that you're going to fart or get a boner that, like, that consumes your thoughts, you know? Like, like that's why, like, when I get a massage, I'm not naked when I get a massage. Generally speaking, I have underwear on when I get a massage. But, like, it, dude, when you're getting a chick rubbing your legs and shit, it is arousing. Of course. And you have to sit there and be like, fuck, don't get a boner, don't get a boner, don't fart. 
Don't fart. Don't get a boner. Those are the two biggest concerns you have as a man while getting a massage. And he obviously did not have those concerns. He was actually urging his boner. He was like ur urging his penis to go erect. He's like, come on, fella. We can do this together. Me and you, we got this, buddy. Come on. Get hard so I can jerk off on these chicks. So maybe I've missed this, but at what point now does the NFL make a decision? Like, they've got to suspend him, right? I would think they will at some point. I mean... Look, you're suspending guys like, uh, and people love to go back to what's his name in Dallas, Zeke. You know, he had multiple issues. But, like, if you suspended him for whatever it was, six games, well, however many games he got suspended, um, you like, how are you not going to suspend a guy was, that's had 24 people accuse him of sexual assault? Who was the guy that got suspended for making the bet? Uh, Calvin Ridley. Yes. For a whole season. Correct. Now, again, they view these things in different ways. Like, they view the integrity of the game as different than a guy jerking off on some ladies. Which like, is they actually think, I mean, you can argue that it's ridiculous, but it is true. Like, they care more about whether or not, like, the game, the integrity of the game is messed up, right. as opposed to whether or not a football player blows his load on some chick, you know? But um, it, you're right, though, because, like, Watson went from being kind of this really likable kind of, um, you know, he was a great story. He was a great story. Seemed like a nice guy, always smiling. Yeah. And you're right. It started with wanting to leave the Texans, which, hey, we were all kind of on board with, like, hey, whatever, we get it. They're a disaster. I don't blame you for wanting to leave. It sucks. But then when it got to the point of the sexual assault stuff, and I get that you're going to become a more hardened individual well, and whenever you're involved in the court of law and, like, everybody's going after you. So I get that you're not going to be the same, uh, you know, outgoing type of person. My issue with you is when you're so outwardly, like, full of shit in your press conference and, like, it's all about you in your press conference and you, you, you're a narcissist. That was the part where I'm like, all right, I've really lost it for you, dude. Like you're full of shit and you give off like weird, creepy serial killer type of vibes. Like the kind of vibes you get when someone is just completely locked into themselves, narcissistic serial killer type of guys. And that's the vibe I get from him. Well, Not that he's a serial killer, but that like he's real, like he is an effed up individual and is in his own universe. Remember, as we said, you know, it all kind of started when he wanted to leave the text and says, I'm not playing anymore. Yep. Now, if you believe the conspiracy theorists, remember, Cal and the boys set this whole thing up. Those conspiracy theorists are stupid and probably <laughs> racist. That's, that was always my favorite. Oh, they're going to ruin his career because he didn't want to play for him. That said, I've kind of like gotten myself head first into some conspiracies lately that I have not heard anybody say. And this wasn't even off the Delta 8. This was just normal. This is just my Josh. thought. But like with all these shootings, like these shootings just keep happening. And they almost all seem kind of uninspired, just kind of out of the blue shootings. Now, maybe well, that's just the media covering them more. It is, because guess what? People have gotten shot on South Street in Philadelphia before. People have gotten shot. In Chicago. In, you know, but it's just now everyone's jumping like, oh, it was a mass shooting. From what I've read, and I don't know how true this is, I don't think they've actually confirmed anything in Philly yet, but it was two guys who got into a fight. They both happened to have a gun on each yep, other and yep. started shooting. And of Correct. course, innocent people get hit. That sucks. Yes. But these things have been happening before. This isn't new. Gun violence isn't new. But it seems like now every other day, oh, we had three mass shootings today, guys. Did you? I like, mean, like, these you happen. did. It sucks. It's, it's awful. But, like, but yes, but my conspiracy that I'm kind of diving into and I'm but feeling like. But it's not like, like, a, like someone rolled up into South, rolled onto South Street and said, all right, white supremacy. No, shoot everybody. it's just people with guns shooting each other. Now, but, and they're usually personal altercations. Yeah, I, 
and everybody likes to throw the the term mass shoot uh, mass shooting on it now because it's it helps push across their agenda on this stuff. But my problem is like when I watch the, the like, and this is gonna make me sound like a lunatic. Oh boy! And I, that's fine. Very rarely do I dive into the conspiracy theory game here. But here you are. But here I am, and I'm going headfirst into this one. I feel like like there's something going on here where these mass shootings, quote unquote, are not just coincidental. They're happening seemingly every day. The news media is all over them every day. It's like there's something about now. Again, I I'm diving into it here. I feel as though there's something up with these shootings. Again, call me a wacko, call me a nut bar. So what do you mean something up? I feel like something higher up is going down the food chain and someone's setting these things up. So these are hired guns. These are, they may not be hired guns, but they're people who are in on something. Like, is it far-fetched to think that there could be government officials that snatch some fucking people up and say, hey, listen, I know that you've got blank, blank, blank on your record here. Hey, you go out there and do our our deeds for us and we'll just, we'll wipe all that out. Is that impossible for that to happen? Do I sound like a fucking lunatic right now? You do. I may sound like a fucking lunatic. Again, I think it's that the, these kinds of shootings have been happening. And they always will on happen. On a pretty frequent basis. But now, like, it's the trendy story. The news has to jump on everything. Like, I saw, like, this morning, three dead in Grand Rapids shooting downtown. I'm sure that's not the first time. Correct. And most of these end up being personal altercations. And, I, and again, I'm not trying to make this thing. people getting into fights, and it sucks. And I know that some people hear this, they go, stop getting political. I don't view this as getting political. It's just, to me, guns and it should not be, or violence should not be a right-wing versus left-wing thing. I'm not naive. I understand it is. But I don't view this as, you know, like breaking down liberal versus conservative. I view this as breaking down something that impacts everybody's lives, which is this gun shit. Now, the other thing The other thing you have to realize, too, is like two very different situations, like, Guys get into a fight, start shooting, people get hit, innocent bystanders, versus guy charges into a school and shoots up a bunch of kids. Two very different situations. Correct. And these gun laws, oh, take away the AR-15. Well, that's probably not what they had on South Street, for example. Well, and here's where I just think people are morons. And and a lot of people aren't gun people, and that's okay. As we've discussed, I'm not like some huge gun person. I was at the range today and having a nice time. We were doing a, a training session where you shoot in low light. So I had a flashlight, and I'm shooting guns. It's pretty cool. I have no desire to have a gun. I don't feel that I need it, and I'm fine with that. But I'm watching this on um, Face the Nation on CBS, and uh, this says 72% of the nation believes mass shootings are preventable. That's fucking stupid. Uh, But I'm going to play some of the audio from this. We'll watch it as we go here. But it's just this guy showing all these numbers. And so do they feel powerless, or do people believe they can do something about it? The good news is people think this is preventable. You get big majorities that say it can be stopped, it can be prevented, and it's not something that we have to accept. But but it is. Like, you have to accept that no matter what you do, like, we have seatbelts, there are regulations with vehicles, all that stuff, right? You're not allowed to drink and drive. It is against the law to drink and drive. Yet somebody drinks and drives, somebody T-bones a family of four in their station wagon, and the family of four dies, and that guy is is in jail and then gets let out two months later. My point being in all of this is if you're someone, like the question is, can we prevent uh, mass shootings if we really tried? You cannot. 
You cannot do that. It is impossible to guarantee that there will be no mass shootings. That is a stu- like the fact that anybody would answer yes, we can prevent that. They are fucking stupid. If we really tried, if we so. really tried, guys, well, kumbaya, super, but it's not possible. It's like nice I'm, I'm tired know. of dealing with these people that live on fucking Fantasy Island. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. There will always be people getting shot. Well, it's now like can the- you eliminate? Can you eliminate? Like maybe can you help the shootings at schools? Can you maybe prevent stuff with different kinds of weapons i'm all for that and i can entertain that but like a stupid question like hey can we prevent and stop mass shootings if we really tried no and you 72 percent of people are fucking imbeciles well i think we both agree and i think most people would say yeah there is an issue here and something should be done but anything that is done isn't going to eradicate the problem and these Correct. people just think like oh this will fix everything or like the eagles today doing their their gun buyback in philadelphia they're asking people to bring their firearms to lincoln financial field unloaded of course and they'll give them a hundred dollars in exchange yeah. for those guns and you know who's going to bring those guns <laughs> like like people who have extra guns that they've stolen more than likely they're like well do i really need 10 of these guns i stole no i guess not or maybe Here. like the husband whose wife is like you know honey maybe we really shouldn't have that gun in the house just go bring it you know you're not getting the guns that are causing the issues like people love to like look at these things and put some nice bright shiny you know uh like little banner over it and say hey guys we're trying to do our best like great you might buy back 50 guns from people and guess what most of those people who are selling you those guns are not people who had one gun and they were like i've seen the error of my ways and and i don't need this gun no more and those people aren't the problem and what they're trying to do with a lot of these too is get kind of these unlicensed guns off the street stolen guns whatever they're trying to get those off the street the problem is if anybody's bringing those they've got 10 others they're just looking for a quick hundred bucks they're bringing whatever their shittiest gun they have is say here you go and they'll say hey here's a hundred bucks for you like come on like like I, my problem is not the argument about guns and whether or not things should be safer and what we can do to make kids safer at schools or whatever i'm all about entertaining all of those discussions and we should entertain all those discussions because yes. you want to send your kids to school and feel like hey they're safe what can be done can there be more security can there be armed teachers what you can have a bunch of discussions about it what is not A a realistic thing is this idea that, well, just take it like, and I'm not trying to sound like wacky Republican guy here, but like, don't the the argue the, 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 the savior in all this is not, well, just, you know, take everybody's guns. It can't work that way. Common sense gun laws. Okay. Uh, Tell me more. Correct. How exactly? Like the idea that there are 72% of people surveyed. I don't know if they were surveyed at a fucking Chuck E. Cheese or where they were surveyed, but you cannot prevent mass shootings. Just like you cannot prevent drunk drivers. And you cannot prevent people from dying of lung cancer. Uh, you cannot prevent people from getting raped. Like, p- like bad things. Like, like somehow, it's the same thing with the Rona. These are the same people who with the Rona were like, basically, we all have to stay inside because we can't get anybody sick. Well, people getting sick is part of life. People get sick in life. Like, you cannot just prevent people from getting hurt or from dying. That cannot happen. Those are things that are always going to happen. So the fact that there are 72% of people surveyed in this Face the Nation poll, this CBS News poll, 72% say, yes, we can prevent and stop mass shootings if we really try. You cannot. Now, that doesn't mean you just sit back and bend over and say, hey, wacko mass shooters, come shoot our fucking kids. You try to find a, a place where you can do your best to improve the situation, but they cannot be prevented, and that is fucking dumb, and it drives me batshit crazy because these people are fucking lunatics. I just, I don't understand how you live on some sort of fantasy island where you're like, yep, yeah, well, we can prevent that yes you can completely eradicate guns guess what people will still get them look at uh there was a time 
before you and I existed, a time of prohibition. What was prohibition? Well, it was illegal to have alcohol. Guess what? The bad guys fucking found the alcohol and sold it. Yep. They always find a way. So like, just like I'm, it, it hurts my soul that there are 72% of these people surveyed in here that just say, yep, we can prevent it. You cannot. And you cannot prevent auto death despite everything you can try to do to make cars safer. People will still die in I mean, car that's accidents. that's not to say, you know, you shouldn't try some stuff. Like, you know. Of course, try all you, you can. You gotta do something because it is pretty awful right now. Try, try everything you can that, that's within reason and try to make it happen. believe it's but, gonna just but you, end. Yes, but you cannot control people's thoughts and you cannot control people's minds and you cannot alter or help how crazy they might be or how depressed they might be, or if a guy walked in on his wife screwing the fucking boss today and he goes batshit crazy and you have a falling down scenario where the guy goes in and shoots up the fucking fast food restaurant and the bank and everything else. Like, these things are going to happen. You cannot live in a world where there's no risk. There will always be risk. Now, there's more to this. Let's see. Now, there is a quarter who says that, unfortunately, this may be something that we have to accept in a free society. Oh, those are realists, those 28% of people surveyed. Thank you, realists. And I do want to point out uh, some partisan difference here. There is bipartisan view that it can be prevented. <laughs> this is not going to shock you. 85% of those surveyed that believe that you can prevent mass shootings were Democrats and 15% uh, and then uh, 56% were Republicans. And it's, it's spectacular. Now here though, how about this? 73% of independents believe that you can prevent mass shootings. If you really try like the, if like, you know what, Josh, I think you could play in the NBA. If you really fucking try, like, why can't people like people would be realistic about that. Nobody would come to me. If I walked out tomorrow and said, you know what? I'm going to go try out for the bulls. You know what they tell me? Go fuck yourself. You're an idiot. You cannot play for the bulls. Yet when people throw out this Pollyanna bullshit about how can mass shootings be prevented, people are like yeah i think we really can if we really try guys yeah, it's kind of like when you tell the little kid you can do anything you, you can can't. anything you want to be you can't just you know work hard and dream big you can't but i mean you're lying to those kids correct and you know what when they're five years old you should tell them that sure. you should tell them hey you can do whatever you want of course but when your kid's 17 18 years old and he's five foot five and he's like i want to play in the nba you're like listen <laughs> you're doing very well on your knights of columbus team you're not going to make it any farther than this. At some point, and that's okay. Yes. That is okay. But there are four in 10 Republicans who do say that it may be something we have to accept. And that partisan difference is going to cut through a lot of this, Margaret. Now, I do want to say that when we ask people why they think that the U.S. has so many unfortunate mass shootings, the availability of guns comes out as a top answer, but not the only answer. People point to things like mental health issues, the influence of violence in the culture. So it is a so range. So that's the case then. Uh, and there are 37% of people who say it's violent movies and video games. Then why not ban violent movies and video games? I mean, I that'll save are, mass shootings. I believe there are organizations that do try to do that. Yeah, then do it. Like if you like, that's the thing though. All these people have these grand ideas about how to make the country safer, but all of it has to do with essentially banning guns. That's their answer. They don't want to get down to the root of any issues, which are there are mental health issues. Like, and they don't want to lose anything that they enjoy. Like all these people that would say, well, you know, we need to make things safer. They probably like watching violent movies and video games, or they probably like something that if you said, Hey, if you took this away, like if we looked at people and said, take away alcohol and you would eliminate a lot of cases of people dying of fucking cirrhosis, they'd say, well, I don't want to give up alcohol. I enjoy alcohol. I can control how much alcohol I consume. Yeah. And most people, 
people could consume what they're doing with fucking guns. Thank you. Again, the people who are getting the guns legally and passing the background checks and everything like that are not the people that are causing the problems. And we continue. And that is important. But I do want to look at this idea of the availability of guns because the numbers who say that gun law should generally become more strict is up in recent weeks. It's up That's since the shocking. tragedy in Buffalo to 60% now. And then when you look again at what people think is causing this and what might be a way forward, Word. Well, the, the USA would be safer. Forty-six percent say if no one or fewer people had guns. So there are forty-six percent over half, almost half the people surveyed said if nobody had guns, we'd be a lot safer. But there will always be people that get them. Like again, this is not a political thing. I'm trying to clarify. avoid the discussion about Republicans, Democrats, whatever. And I guess I should clarify too. Like when I say like you know the people passing the background checks and all that, the law-abiding citizens, because there are people that will pass background checks that have never had issues before that do have bad intentions. Correct. So I guess I shouldn't say all that, but for the most part, the wrong people are going to get the guns no matter what regulation Correct. you have. Correct. Like, I just, again, I'm, this is not Republican versus Democrat shit. I don't care about that. This is just people shit. And it baffles me that there are people who live in this universe and they refuse, they're the same people as they are with the COVID stuff. They want you to stay at home and like just lock yourself down, but nobody wants to acknowledge that fast food was bad for the Rona or drugs, alcohol, whatever. They don't want to lose all that shit. They don't want to get rid of it. But with the guns, they do. And I think a lot of it is because people are not, they don't they don't feel comfortable around guns. A lot of people aren't gun people. I am not a gun person. But after doing this training that I've done multiple times over at the Glock store, I feel like I know my way around it at least a little bit where I don't feel as scared of a gun, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not as nervous about it because I experienced it. Maybe people should experience that kind of stuff. People should at least get trained to do it. There's a lot of stuff I wish I were trained to do that I have no intention of doing, but, it, you know, it'd be nice to know I did it. Like, I'd like to be a, you know, a master of none, but, you know, kind of a... Uh, a guy who can do a lot of a little or a little of a lot mm -hmm. or whatever, but is not a master of these things. But like the idea that 46% of the people say the USA would be safer if no one, if fewer people had guns. Well, guess what? The bad people again would still have the guns there. And this shit is just stupid. Number who think that the U.S. would be safer if fewer people had guns, it does outweigh the number who say that they think things would be safer if everyone or more people had guns. But this is a mix. And it comes back to this larger idea that to solve a problem and prevent a problem, you first have to come to agreement on its causes, Margaret. Well, and that's the thing is the cause of this problem is not the guns. People are the cause of issues. And we all know this. It goes to... It, 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 it does not fail. It goes that way for everything. People are the issue. There are greater issues than the gun. And like if they said tomorrow, Josh, you know, if they put stricter laws, it wouldn't impact my fucking life. I would not care because I don't plan on buying a gun, right? So it wouldn't bother me. But what would bother me is that these people live in this fucked up fantasy world that they live in where... Yep, guns are bad. We get rid of those. Life is good. Well, that's what you're, I'd like to you're see, just like... full of shit. You're simpletons. For allegedly smart people, you are fucking simpletons. Well, what happens if you know we do pass all these common sense gun laws and we restrict guns, we make it very hard to obtain guns and everything like that, everything that the dream is from these people, right? Yep. Well, what happens when there's another mass shooting after that? Is that just an oops? Like, what's the excuse then? Correct. Well, that's how it is with anything. You go to a school... It, there are no there are no gun zones. Doesn't stop the kid from going in with a gun. Yeah, so. that sign doesn't really like that the, sign's nice, but it's just weird. Like today is the anniversary of um, 
of, uh, of, of like two live crew of like me so horny, uh, like basically being banned in like 1990, I think is when it was, it's the anniversary of that. And like some dude, like some dude in concert got arrested for playing it. Like it was a big deal. And the same people who now sit there and are, are suckling off the teat of the government and want the government to save you are the same people who told the government to go fuck itself in the 80s and were like, no, we will not be shut down. We are not going to have more restrictions. We want freedom. Now, it's the same people who are like begging to be locked down and to have people put in restrictions. Like, like again, and if you're someone that's like, hey, I, I want stricter gun laws, I'm not necessarily saying I'm against you. Right, not at what all. What I'm saying is... You live in a Pollyanna world, not you per se, but like people that are 78% of these people that were like, yeah, let me tell you, you, you know, we get you rid of the gun. Them, yeah. It's not preventable. It's just nothing is preventable. There is no world where everybody is 100% safe from anything. Let's say you're a shut-in and you want to stay inside all day and avoid any kind of bad that could happen. Well, maybe carbon monoxide can get you in your house or you get bed sores. You don't move. You don't exercise. You get obese. Like nothing is safe. Nothing is 100% safe. So you just do that. And I feel like there was another time and place in another world another lifetime where people understood that not everything was safe and you just kind of you did the best to protect yourself but you just went you hope for the best well at least joe biden's gonna be on jimmy kimmel on wednesday so well i won't see it the only late night i see is colbert and that's only because our tv is on cbs in the morning to watch the shitty local news so when we go to bed and turn on uh, the tv yeah. it's always on cbs and it's always on colbert and I will watch five minutes of it and get ill. And it's always terrible. It's not like the other day he's interviewing some like military guy about why guns are bad. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, this is brutal. Like I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. Remember when it late at all. night TV used to be like comedy and funny. And sure, it, but it was a long ass time ago. Feels like it feels like ages ago. But all right, who do I need to tell them about, Jelly? Aqueduct Plumbing. Aqueduct Plumbing Company. Billy and his sister Mary. I was talking with uh, Billy today. I actually randomly asked him about tankless water heaters. Oh. I said, so Billy, can you tell me some details about like what exactly a a, a tank uh, a tankless water heater like and he goes well i can give you kind of a breakdown on what a tankless water heater is and he just went on a whole like breakdown of how like it's it has to do with coils and and basically you'll always have hot water with a tankless water heater the only time you'll run into a bit of a snag is if multiple people are running you know are like running hot water at the same time you might run into a little bit of a snag outside of that you're all good though so I'd like to get me one of these, one of these days, one of these days when the radio station gives me that big contract and they say, Josh, we want you here for 10 years and here's your big contract. And I save up some money and we get a house. The first thing I'm going to say to these people is, Hey, can you get us tankless water heaters? That's the first thing in the house. I want we... tankless water heaters, baby. <laughs> uh, but call them over at Aqueduct Plumbing Company, 281-488-6238, 281-488-6238, aqueductplumbingcompany.com. They are at your disposal. There you go. All right. Well, we're getting out of here. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you later.